welcome to the Trade Mastermind podcast. This is the Trade Secrets series. I'll be your host, Joseph Valente, and this is the number one podcast for the trade and construction industry. We are the secret to starting, scaling, and growing your trade or construction business. I'm giving you the insights to scaling up your business. And, you know, I work with many, many businesses. And I want to give you the tips and techniques that you can use to succeed. Scaling up your company. Now, if you want to scale up, you need to go upwards, not sideways. So many businesses get it wrong. They try to scale sideways rather than scaling forward. You know, some people say I've had a bad day. I like to say I've had a character building day because it's the days um, that break us are the days that make us. Yeah, the days that break us are the days that uh, make us. And I learned that actually, that saying off a guy um, from uh, Brazil who I met in Vegas at Grant Cardone's Tenets Growth Conference. And that's always stuck with me. He's just such a positive, happy guy. And that was his tagline. Um, Carlos, I think his name was, if I remember rightly. So, well, you know, I've had a good day and a character building day. We've got a lot going on um, in our world right now. We're building multiple businesses. We're scaling multiple businesses. And we also help and train um, businesses. That's part of what we do. So too many businesses run before they can walk. And some businesses never get up out of the chair because they're too worried about walking. And there's always this fine balance. But there are some um, things to look for when wanting to scale your business and knowing what the next move is. But it is most definitely not, okay, selling um, multiple products and services before you have created a proper infrastructure. And many people start businesses and they think that adding more and more services, okay, makes them more attractive to the marketplace. And I understand why, because that's what I did. Okay, but actually, all you're doing is creating a disadvantage to your organization because you are not equipped, you're not prepared enough, you're not ready to be able to um, service, support, and help that many different style of customer at scale. So remember this, Coca-Cola sold Coca-Cola only for 45 years before they introduced Diet Coke, one of the most famous and most well-renowned brands in the world, okay, stuck to one product and built that brand so indestructible, so huge, so massive that it's never, ever um, going to be touched by anyone Pepsi can't do it. Branson couldn't do it. Schweppes can't do it. They're probably owned by Coca-Cola, if I'm completely honest. But the reality is you've got to niche down. And that doesn't mean you've got to niche down forever because entrepreneurs, right, they like to do multiple different um, businesses, right? I like to do multiple different things. I always have. But my best success came okay, from scaling into one service. Because at the beginning, I had a plumbing and heating company. That was my first business at 22. My 
first official limited company, my first venture. Okay, and I started with service, breakdown, repair, installation, new build, private homeowner, social housing, commercial market, whatever I could get my hands on. I thought more work that I offered, the more money that I'd make. But actually, it was the more chaos um, that I created. Yeah, because I just wasn't equipped for it. And so, you know, when you scale up, you cause chaos if you don't have systems and processes and people. But if you've got no resources, you can't invest in the right people. And if you've got multiple services going down, they need multiple training because they won't be as good as you to understand it all, which you can't fund. Um, and then each one of those types of service and product requires a different sales price, a different margin, a different skill set to deliver, and all the back office infrastructure to nail it down. You will not be prepared for that. And that will um, pin you down to small business. It will pin you there and it will keep you there if you let it. If you don't push and break through and find something, you know, I used to say when my business was doing a million a year, yeah, in uh, the in Imbrigas, yeah, it was a maintenance company. It was serving way too many client types, too many services we were offering, getting nowhere fast, busy full. And um, so the reality is, okay, I decided to become a Michelin star, Michelin star boiler installation business. I said that my business at the time was like a Spanish menu. You open it, and it's got page on page of dish, but none of it tastes any good. It all looks a load of crap. Okay, it's all average. It's all average in that menu. I wanted two or three things on the menu that were the best in the business. And that's why I started in the boiler game. And I took that to a national company and I didn't diversify product and service. What I found when I got really big was that I should have had other products and services and not just run with one product line. But let me tell you, I got there first. And knowing the difference between when to add on more products and services versus niching down on a product and service is a skill that successful entrepreneurs um, master. It's really that simple. Successful business owners and entrepreneurs learn to master that skill. Now, I went to a million quid in my training company before I trained, before I changed any of the services, before I started to niche down into areas, before I started to add on more businesses, because I had the infrastructure, you know, so I didn't just start a training company, then a recruitment company, then a marketing agency, then social media, then um, trade finance and all the other things that I'm doing um, without getting one product and service fully established. You know, and it took me this time to get to a million only, you know, a few a few months. It wasn't difficult to do, having had experience um, from doing it previously. And the more that you are able to leverage the skills that you acquire and the experience on that journey, the more that you guys are going to be able to build successful companies that are um, indestructible. And Building a business that has multiple products and services when the time is right makes you more indestructible. But trying to do it too early limits your growth completely and it will pin you down and you will not scale. And if you scaled with one product for too long, then it makes you too weak to the market. And if something happens to the market, because in business, remember this, you can control um, the people, you can control the product but you cannot control the market. 
the market changes, you've got to be able to change. And the best way to protect yourself at scale is to have multiple products and services. But you've got to get to a million, scale it down, keep it simple, stupid, right? And then once you get past a million, you want to be adding on more products and services as you scale towards that 10 million mark. And then as you go towards 100 million, um, I will tell you what happens on that journey when I get there. Uh, it's going to take me a couple of years and I'll be at that figure once I'm there. I'll tell you how I've done it. Um, but now I can sit here and tell you how I've got to 10 million and that's all I can advise. But I have a full, I have a much better understanding of the next stage um, to get there. Again, you know, doing lots of research and um, having much more experience. It all helps. Sometimes you think you need more money than you actually need. I started my first business with £15,000 loan. I actually only needed 3000 to get going. And then it became a self-fulfilling prophecy very, very quickly. I think people overcomplicate the amount they need to invest and grow their business without quantifying the numbers. I'm not saying you haven't done that. Uh, that is just an observation of mine. And remember, you know, you've got to play um, positive cash flowing models. If the challenge is that you need, okay, you're in fashion. So if the challenge is that you need finance to buy the stock, then, you know, can you not get a line of credit with the uh, wholesaler or um, with the, the manufacturer or whoever it may be? If it's marketing, again, you know, you get your right account with Google or whatever it may be. Google will give you a 60-day line of credit so that you can spend the marketing to drive the sales. And if you make the sales, you can then pay them back out the sales. So you can be very, very smart um, with that stuff. You need a business plan because they are three core concepts that you just can't magic up. But without knowing um, what the execution of your business plan looks like, then you don't know what the mix of those um, three core things is going to be. Again, leads needs a marketing strategy. Yeah, people needs a recruitment strategy. And money, well, that needs a finance strategy, baby. All of this stuff needs a strategy. If you don't have a strategy, okay, then you cannot execute on any of it. What I would look for um, whenever I'm looking for big commercial contracts is First and foremost, identifying my ideal client. Yeah, my ideal targeted client. Who are they? What do they look like? What business is it? What contracts do they give out? Um, who do they work for? Who do they currently offer work to? You need to do a case study on that. And then you need to find a way to mimic and replicate that client in other areas. Then you can use a vehicle like LinkedIn to headhunt that. Or if you don't have the time to do it, you can pay a business development manager to find you these contracts, to go out there and get you these contracts. Somebody needs to put their time on it. But my advice is, first and foremost, know who you're looking for. Know what contracts. Because if you want big contracts, you've got to identify what type of contract is it, okay, um, that you need. For business development, it's to focus on the short-term and the long-term wins. Because when you're developing a business, if you look too far into the future, you forget the here and now. And if you focus on the here and now too much, you never look into the future. It's kind of a balance of... Uh, and me and my business partner, Chris, have this all the time. Chris wants long-term strategy, which is exactly what I want, but I need to make the short-term strategy happen at the same time. So you've got to work out where are the short-term wins and where are the long-term wins. You've got to execute on what's the here and now, and you've got to uh, make sure that you're putting in the right people, the right processes, the right strategies that are going to allow you to scale to the next level because you can't have it all. Well, getting scalable leads is about tapping into a source um, of new customers. And 
there's not a necessarily a um, fixed answer for this because marketing is about trialing and testing uh, and reflecting on the results that you get. Now, I've sunk a lot of money into marketing over the years, millions and millions of pounds in marketing. And uh, for me, you know, I have always looked to test quickly, test quickly, prove um, faster. Yeah, people want to buy 50 leads to prove 50 leads. No, no, give me three leads. Give me three. Yeah, I don't need 50 leads to test it. Give me three leads. I'll tell you immediately whether that product or service is going to be any good or not. Yeah, well, sorry, whether that lead source is going to be any good or not. I don't need a million leads. Now, marketers telling me I need to spend 10 grand on this to test it out first before I can give you the information. All right, get out. You're fired immediately. Okay, that is not what we do. We don't waste that amount of money. We test um, small and once proven, we scale. But you've got to trial and test. You know, customers aren't going to land out of thin air if you're not creating activity. And if you're not spending money, you're not going to be able to scale your marketing to grow. I wouldn't necessarily say that self-employed or employed is the differentiator between whether that person is good or not. Either or will really work. It really just depends on the person. I, I wouldn't say either strategy drives a better caliber of person. It's about the caliber of person. They could be employed. They could be self-employed. They could be from Mars for all I care. Um, but if they're not hardworking, if their attitude isn't right and the skill's not there, then you bin them. You know, it's really that simple. Get them out of your organization before they destroy it and don't put up with shit for too long if the person's not willing to improve. You know, we all do it. I've sat on people for way too long, hoping they're going to get better, hoping they're going to get better. Some people I know I should fire yesterday um, and other people I sit on hoping they're going to come good, knowing that they're probably not going to come good, but I want to see the good in them. And, you know, I've had fantastic self-employed people, hundreds of self-employed people. I've hired hundreds of people. Um, some have been good, some have been terrible, but it really comes down to the individual. It doesn't matter how you pay them. I think paying them is more of a um, convenience for the finance of the business rather than driving better caliber of person. It doesn't necessarily make the management any easier. Um, it literally comes down to the person. I think it's about knowing where you are going. You know, if you've got a clear vision, uh, you, if you've got a clear vision that can keep you on track, um, the most difficult thing to do is to run a business when you're staring in the abyss and uh, you don't know what the next move is and you're just getting up, doing it and hoping that something's going to change. The reality is, you know, um, you need an exit strategy, you need a plan, you need something to work towards. If not, it just becomes, you know, a, a never ending pile of shit. And especially if you ain't making that much money, if you're making loads of money, it's kind of better. But even when you're making loads of money, you know, I've had run businesses or um, been in businesses where you, we made loads of money, but we're kind of just getting up, doing it, showing up. Uh, and we've not really got a clear vision. And without a clear vision, it gets demoralizing as to what it is that you're doing, doing it for. You're just showing up, showing up, showing up. So you've got to keep painting that picture of growth to yourself as well as your team. Um, that's for sure. And, um, you know, there's always got to be something more. You know, the thing that demotivates me the most is when I um, don't have something more. 
If I don't have something more to focus on, if there's nothing there, you know, I need to see more. I need to see something exciting. If you just have to live the same day, every day, and just going through the motions, that is my idea of living hell. Really is. It's my idea of hell. So, you know, but on the other side of changing and wanting constant growth and constantly being outside of your comfort zone and not knowing what's next or what's going to happen is other people's idea of hell again. So, you know, what motivates me might not motivate you. Head over to www.trademastermind.co.uk to find out more or follow us on social media at Trade Mastermind or at Mr. Joseph Valente.